when I dream of visiting Queensland, Australia. I'm dreaming of the place where the rainforest meets the reef. I am peering into the dense vegetation of the Daintree Rainforest, 125 million years old. It's like stepping back to the time of the dinosaurs, and perhaps I will see what appears to be one of their distant descendants, one of the cassowary birds. My steps are leading me through the Marge Botanical Walk and I can't even begin to count all the species of animals and plants I see. But the sight of one twisted trunk reaching toward the sky makes me feel that living urge to reach and to rise. Everywhere I turn, I see green upon green, the power of living growth spreading through space. I inhale a gulp of fragrant air. Now, here, I am fully present. As a new day dawns, I head to the Great Barrier Reef. I've signed up for an introductory diving course to develop the skills to feel at home under the water. I plunge into the crystal clear depths. I see a school of striped fish scurrying past. The coral is swaying. A turtle swims along, playing with me it seems. And then my attention is riveted by a deep blue starfish. Here, now, I am fully present. This is Travel Wise, the travel podcast for growth-hungry entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore travel, continuous learning, and the psychology of flow. Ready for takeoff? Ask me why. Can one trip change the direction of your whole life? This is the Travel Wise podcast, and here we explore the ways that travel can be truly transformative. I'm your host, Joya, and I believe travel can and ought to be more than just mere vacation travel can and ought to be an opportunity to expand your sense of possibility, a catalyst to help you grow and achieve your highest level, most ambitious goals. And yes, travel can change the direction of your life. And today I have the opportunity to discuss how this happened for our guest, Virle whom you might recognize from her account, Unpack by Virla. Today, we are going to explore her story, how her trip from growing up in the Netherlands to going to Australia for what was supposed to be just a short-term business trip 
turned into an opportunity that led to a new home, a new relationship, a new business, truly a whole new life. But let's get this story started off properly and hear about how life was back in the Netherlands when she was first planning this short-term, what was supposed to be short-term, business trip. Before I moved to Australia, I, was, I had been working in the corporate world for a few years uh, in the Netherlands. I was working as an immigration specialist, which was about helping expats and companies with like visa procedures and, and everything around immigration. And after a few years, I felt like I wanted to have a new adventure. I felt like the Netherlands was a bit too small for me. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's, a, it's a small country after all because I had been living abroad twice before, um, one time during my studies in, in Spain and one time also in Cambodia during an internship. And I knew I really loved those experiences. And I always, I had always been traveling since I was young. And I really felt like after a few years being in the Netherlands, I mean, I had a few trips, but not really something big. I felt like I really want to, to move abroad again. And at the same time, I was also just going through a bad relationship. I was like, I have to get out of here, deal with my heartbreak, but also I was really looking for a fresh start. And then actually I I did like my job. So I was kind of like finding a way to, to be able to move somewhere new, but also combine it with the skills I had already and, and just the job I liked. So eventually I could arrange that my employer sent me to Australia, uh, to Sydney for six months, but that, went a bit like in a different way eventually i stayed for three years <laughs> yes after six months i was like i i just love it so much here um, six months is just too short you know i was just getting used to my my new life in the meantime i also fell in love again i met my fiance well he yeah he's now my my fiance so like a lot of things happened in in a pretty short time actually yeah that's just a you know a short summary to, to start with next virle will tell us all about her experience when she first landed in australia there's something magical and exciting about those first moments when the plane touches down and you've entered a brand new land let's hear what that was like for her I was really, I mean, it was a combination of a few different emotions at the same time. Um, like, as I mentioned, I went to kind of like a rough period before, like with like heartbreak and I was just a bit stressed and then I was like, I want this escape. So then it felt like a relief to finally land there because it was also a lot of preparation uh, before I could actually, before I got the approval, you know, it took months to to prepare and everything. So then when I finally, you know, especially actually already when I just stepped into the plane, I was like, okay, it's really happening. I'm just going to just start over. And that's what it really felt like. So I, it was, it was scary as well, because I had never been so far from home, um, far away from family. 
I mean, I was used to solo travel, for example, and when I lived in Spain, I went there by myself, but that was still close by, you know, I, I could just hop on a plane and within two hours from Spain to the Netherlands, I, I could be at home. But Australia, it was so far. Um, I was like, wow, here I'm really by myself. This is next level. So it was like this relief and also just starting new, the excitement combined with jet lag, you know, just so in the beginning, you're just a bit like all over the place, I guess. And I only had about three days to to settle a bit in Sydney and just walk around and explore the city. And then I already had to start working and just dive straight, in, straight into my new job. So it was also very overwhelming, especially the first few weeks. I was just working a lot because I wanted to make a good impression. But then I was like, no, I'm in Sydney. I want to see everything. So after work in the weekends, I just went everywhere. And um, yeah, I just really wanted to make the most out of it. Um, but that's also when I realized after a few weeks that I had to slow down <laughs> because I, I was really like diving so deep into this new experience that I just, I was just getting exhausted. I was like, okay, I have to slow down because, you know, I can't do everything at the same time. Tell me more about this needing to slow down because I think that this happens to a lot of travelers, even, I mean, especially in your situation where you're there, you're starting a new job and that's incredibly overwhelming. But I think even people, when they are just traveling, they get to that new place. There is that rush of excitement. There's that feeling of wanting to do everything. And, but it can often be counterproductive to actually having the best trip possible. So can you tell us more about kind of how you even had that recognition and within yourself of knowing, okay, I need to do things differently and, and how you changed your process a bit and, and what the effect of all that was. Yeah, that's, that's a great question because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Um, as you mentioned, we often, when we get so excited when we, when we go to a new place, even if it's just for like a trip or in my case, really moving somewhere, in the beginning, you just get this like adrenaline or something like, I want to see everything. and. I'm so excited to be here, but I noticed that I couldn't really enjoy myself anymore. Even if I went to these beautiful places, I would still feel just so tired and, and stressed. And I was like, this is not good. This is not, I cannot just continue like that. And at that time I thought I would stay for six months. So I really, I, I felt that time pressure as well. I was like, I have to make the most out of this. And, um, you know, I want to see everything before I have to leave. But yeah, after a few weeks, I realized if I continue like this, I will just end up in burnout. And that's not why I traveled across the world to have this experience. I really need to slow down, just rest more and, and then just take it slower. Really have like uh, more like slow travel experiences, just um, you know, go somewhere and, and, and just stay at one place for the whole day, just take it all in. Um, and for example, in my case in Australia, you have beautiful beaches. So I was like, you know what, I, just one, one beach in one weekend, I'm just going somewhere and just sit down, <laughs> take it all in and, and that's it. And then next weekend I do something else, or maybe I just stay at home for a few hours to just rest. I don't need to do everything at the same time. And it really helped me to slow down. And um, I've always been a fan of writing as well. Um, so I took my journal, um, I take it everywhere when I travel, when I move somewhere. 
and that also helped me to really you know write about my feelings and and just putting that overwhelm on paper and just really realizing okay what am i doing i want to make the most out of this experience but i also have to be able to enjoy myself and if i'm feeling exhausted all the time there's no way i can enjoy myself so writing also helped me to really reflect on what i was doing and slow down it happens to many travelers that the expectations and plans that you thought were in place before you headed out on your trip end up changing after you go through the experiences of travel. Virle certainly had a change of plans from what was supposed to be just her original business trip. I was curious to hear how that evolution in her thinking about Australia, not just as a place to stop for a short while for business, but as a new place to make a home. How did that evolution happen for her? Yeah, I, th I think after about three months, I started feeling um, like, okay, this is, this is too short. I'm already halfway. And yeah, I felt like I really wanted to get more out of the experience, but not in, in a rushed way, as I was just mentioning. I, I just really wanted to take it all in. And I felt like now I, I'm enjoying this experience so much and, and I, f I felt like I was growing as a person as well, just by figuring out everything by myself, um, getting used to my new job in a different country, meeting new people and all of that combined. I was like, no, if I, if, if there's a way I can stay and, and continue with this experience, um, I think I will just benefit from it so much. And not just only because I just love, for example, the nature and the city and my surroundings were just like, oh, I, I think I could live here forever, you know? <laughs> and, and the weather was also much better than, than in the Netherlands, to be honest. But also just from like my, my mindset and my personal growth perspective, I was like, this is such a good like learning school for me to have this experience. And it's just six months is not enough. Um, also, when, when other people ask me about my experiences, or sometimes when someone wants to move somewhere and they ask me like, yeah, how long um, you know, does it take you to you know, kind of like feel at home somewhere new? Um, I would say it, it takes you at least six months to a year to figure out if you, if you really like a new place. And, and that was the, the same for me. After six months, I was like, no, I'm not done here yet. I, I want just more. I, I, I want to get more out of this experience. And, and luckily, I could stay. Um, so um, my company at the time sponsored my visa and they were like, well, if you like it so much, uh, you know, you're doing a great job, you can stay. So basically I quit my job in the Netherlands and uh, got on a local contract, uh, which allowed me to get another visa and, and stay. So um, it was stressful because I literally one week before my visa expired, I got the approval. Um, because So I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, okay, maybe in a week I need to move back to, you know, my old life kind of, or I can really, you know, ex expand this experience. So that, that was a bit tricky, but I'm happy that it worked out eventually. Then when I got the extension for the visa, I was like, wow, now, now it's really happening, you know, <laughs> now I'm really going to build a new life here. It's just not 
a temporary thing, but it's really going to be longer term. So that was exciting and scary at the same time. And also, for example, telling everyone back home that I was going to stay for a longer time and I didn't even know when I would come back. It was also a bit tough to tell everyone, uh, especially my family and my close friends, because they were kind of counting the days for me to come back home. Uh, and before I left, I was like, oh, you know, guys, I know I'm far away, but six months is not that long before, you know, I'm back. So then when I mentioned that I was going to stay for at least another two years, but maybe even longer, it was quite a shock for everyone. So I also had to deal with that, um, with those emotions and um, really telling myself not to feel guilty, but that it was good that I was following my own path and that it was bringing me so much. And yeah, that I had to really continue with this because it was making me happy. And, and that's eventually, you know, the most important thing. Um, so, you know, you have these mixed feelings uh, about it as well. But I guess the longer I stayed, um, the better that went. And people really understood that I was having this this experience and that it was good for me and, and for my career and everything. So then I guess after a while, everyone got used to my decision as well. So that made it a bit easier. I love how Virlia's story shows us how travel can help us be more confident. It's the kind of experience that allows us to reflect, get in touch with our deepest desires, values, belief, and sense of self. Travels is an experience that helps us to develop and grow our very sense of self. But as we're going through that transformation, it often happens that we leave behind those whom we love. We've left them behind, not just in another place, but because we've gone on an inner journey that they've not been able to experience with us. So I asked Virla what advice she might have for others who are dealing with this experience of having to explain to those whom they love dearly back at home, who don't understand what they've gone through because of their travels. What advice would she have for how to keep those relationships vibrant and healthy? Yeah, it's hard uh, for the people back home to understand what you're going through because their life hasn't really changed and you're going through all those transformations pretty quickly. Uh, when you travel long term or, or when you move somewhere new, a lot of things happen and you, you, you do so many different things and have so many experiences. So sometimes it's really hard to, you know, still feel connected uh, with, with people um, back home. But my advice would be to just try to be, you know, as honest as possible, as open about all of your experience so that, you know, you, you can at least try for them to understand what you're going through. And another thing is also, you really have to be grounded and, and happy with your own decisions uh, because there might be people that really don't agree with what you're doing and don't support you. So that, that can make it tough, but that's why um, it's, I think it's really important to really, you know, think about how important this is for yourself 
Um, so really what I said before, like follow your own path and know what you're doing is what you want to do. Um, because that, that, that just makes it hard, you know, like some people can be very supportive, especially maybe if they have um, travel as well, it's easier to understand the transformations you might be going through. But for people that just, you know, s stay in the same place all the time and, and they see you just going everywhere, it, it can be very hard to understand. So I, I feel like it's important to stay connected with the people you love and just try to explain, but also if they don't understand to, to just, you know, respect that as well and, and just um, see how you can connect with each other still, but maybe in a different way and talk about other things um, and just, you know, also try to to be happy for them and understand that maybe they don't always get what you're doing. Yeah, I, I guess that that's a bit of like a combination, just not try to feel guilty about your decisions as well, um, if that's what makes you happy, um, but also understanding that maybe not everyone understands what you are doing, basically. And for you, I, I loved how you described it as, as kind of being grounded in, in that sense of knowing that, you know, that this was important and this was what made you happy. Can you say more about what that experience was? Like, where does that deep knowing come from within you? Did it, did it come from the experiences you were having? Can you say more about how you found that sense of grounding? Yeah, that's, that's a, I love that question because I, I think traveling in general helped me with that to just discover more about myself while I was kind of discovering the world and especially when I moved to Australia which was my the, the travels I did like the furthest away from everything and the, the longest away from like my family and friends it really made me connect with myself on a deeper level because everything was new around me and I really had to figure things out by myself I was in a completely different time zone different part of the world um, I really had to yeah what I said connect with myself on a deeper level and, and really figure out what do I want with my life and I reflect uh, reflected a lot and um, also when I was in this trying to make this decision of staying or leaving after six months I really that really made me think like okay what do I want with my life and not think about everyone else instead of like feeling guilty or thinking I should follow a different path because most of my friends are, for example, buying a house and I was like, no, I want to travel the world or, you know, those things like the pressure you might feel from, from your surroundings or what you think you're supposed to do. Um, all of that noise, I, I would say, I try to just um, let it disappear and really connect with myself, focus on my own mindset, focus on what makes me happy, what do I want out of my life and how does travel or living in a different country fits with my goals and all of that so that really helped me to to be grounded i would say just really tune in and and decide okay what is it that's important to me what do i want to get out of this life or at least at this moment how do i i want to to make the most of of the, the present moment basically and also not worrying too much about the future of course, I guess when you live on a visa, you kind of you're always in this this time frame, basically. So you you always have a bit of this worry in the back of your mind that it's not forever. Um, but that's also, I guess, helped me to really enjoy the present moment and just really try to make the most of every day I had. Unfortunately, like so many travelers recently, Virle's trip and 
life plans were disrupted by the pandemic. So I wanted to hear about her experience of what happened after the pandemic and where she's at now looking forward. I was supposed to get another visa for at least four years, but then the pandemic happened and um, basically the company said like, well, everyone with a visa, just go back home where you came from, uh, which was really a shock because I, I really built my life in, in Australia um, with my fiance. We were really, you know, uh, first we, we, we met in Sydney and then we moved to Melbourne together and we were just really building our life there. And then within literally three weeks, um, we just had to pack our bags and, and leave. And because of the pandemic, uh, the lockdown was really strict there. There was no way I could find another job that quickly or, you know, get on, on another visa um, because basically everything was shut down. So you couldn't even get a tourist visa, for example, if you just wanted to stay longer without a job. So that was really shocking um, just to that you have to leave within just a few weeks uh, unexpectedly. And we couldn't even say goodbye to our friends, for example, because you weren't allowed to see any guests. Uh, we literally had to just pack all of our stuff that we had in our apartment, all our furniture in a container and ship it to the Netherlands because there, we couldn't sell our stuff because it, you know, it was not allowed to have any guests um, at your place. So we were like, okay, just put everything in boxes and we will figure it out when we, once it get there. Um, so that, yeah, that was definitely one of the toughest moments I've experienced with so many mixed emotions, not just having to leave the life I love behind, um, but also just basically losing your job and, and all your friends just, you know, you just have to, to leave and then you suddenly get back to your home country during a pandemic and it was just crazy. It was really crazy. In spite of all the hardship, Nearly was able to take the pandemic and turn it into an opportunity. After all, that is what we entrepreneurs do best, to take the difficult moments of life and turn them into opportunities for growth, development, impact, and future success. So I was excited to hear how Virle began her adventures in travel entrepreneurship. So last year, when I had to move back, the first few months I was like, okay, now what? I didn't feel like searching for a new job. I was just in this reverse culture shock thinking about like, what am I doing here? And this was not part of my plan, you know? <laughs> I was really um, sad and, and just confused. And then after a few months, I was like, okay, I have to get back on track and take control over my life. And, you know, things could have been way worse. I should just, you know, move on and, and, and try to look at new opportunities and see what I want to do. Um, so that's actually when I decided to start my own business which always had a dream, uh, has always been a dream, but I, I just never did it because I was like working and my my job was linked to my visa. So it was kind of like always this um, idea, you know what, like I'm happy with this job for now and uh, maybe it will happen later. So now when I was just without a job and anything uh, during the pandemic, I was like, okay, there's no excuse anymore. I, I, I just have to go for it now. Um, so that's when I became certified as a travel coach and started um, building my business. 
yeah, that's that's actually what I'm working on now. I'm, I'm still like growing my business. Um, what I do is I actually help expats or anyone who, who wants to move to another country with basically from the preparation phase to uh, the transition into a new country. So it could be like more practical guidance, but also mindset. And because all of the challenges I've been through, I feel like I, I can help people, other people with those challenges as well, because I'm, I know I'm not the only one. Living abroad or traveling long-term, it's always sounds very exciting, but there are so many challenges as well. And you can't really escape from from your problems. For example, what I mentioned before, like I, I left the Netherlands and moved to Australia and um, felt like I was escaping from a heartbreak I went through. But of course, you also take these emotions with you. Um, so you have to just deal with it anyhow. And travel is actually a great way to do that. So that's what I'm also passionate about to help other people um, with that as well in my business. And yeah, that's very excited because it, it gives me the opportunity to travel again in the future once things get better in the world. I want to move abroad again. I'm not sure yet where I want to go to, if it's going back to Australia or perhaps somewhere else. Um, my fiance and I also have been thinking about Canada or the US, uh, but we just have to see what's possible and what's going to happen um, first, you know, when borders reopen and all of that stuff. So in the meantime, I'm just working on my business uh, from the Netherlands and just take it from there step by step. Travel has so many benefits, including its power to help us deal with emotions and become the best versions of ourselves. So I was curious to hear from Athirle and her experiences, the kinds of benefits that she gets out of travel. I feel like when you travel, you just step out of your, you know, normal routine and your usual environment. And it, that different perspective actually helps you to look at your life from, from more like an objective view, uh, which just helps you, you know, to like look at your challenges or your problems from, from a distance. And, and just some, sometimes it's just this realization like, you know what, I can handle this. It's not as bad as I thought. But sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it seems to be the worst thing ever. And travel helps you to just step out of that for a moment. Even if it's just a short tip, trip, you know, you, you don't have to like me just travel um, to the other side of the world to do, to deal with that. But it, it kind of gives you an opportunity to, to look at whatever is going on in your life from a different perspective. And besides that, travel also can also really help to just give you inspiration and new ideas because you relax um, by, for example, spending time in nature, uh, being somewhere new, experiences, experiencing new cultures or trying out new food. All of those type of new experiences can really help you to, to heal from uh, whatever is going on. Because as I said, you have these different, these new perspectives, but also motivation and and perhaps a realization like you know there's so much more and there's so many beautiful things in this world it just makes you look at your problems from a different perspective as well so i think that that part is really powerful and uh, that's why travel can really create those transformations and if you combine it with mindset work if you really focus on 
uh, while you're traveling, really focus on, on your healing process or your personal growth. Uh, for example, by journaling, what I mentioned before, or perhaps um, some sort of retreat, for example, or just spending time in nature can already be so healing in itself. So there's so many different ways that travel can bring you those benefits. Sometimes traveling with intention is what makes all the difference in the power a trip can have. So I wanted to know from Virle, what was one of her favorite exercises to really help reap all the benefits from travel? Yeah, oh, it's hard to just pick one, I guess, because it, it depends on, um, you know, someone's situation. But I think it's, it's really, uh, really powerful exercises just to really you can write it down or just think for yourself like okay what is like really important to me like why what do i actually want to get out of of, of my life you know really go into the deeper why um, because sometimes we think we want something but then if we actually go a bit deeper and 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 go to like a deeper level it seems to be something else so we we think we want this this big career, for example, but do we really, or is there something underneath that we're actually looking for? Or for example, uh, if you think about people saying like, oh, I want more more freedom um, in my life. Okay, but what does that look like? Do you really feel like you need to travel the world for that? Or is there something you can actually integrate in your daily life that gives you this feeling of freedom already? Um, so that can be really uh, powerful to just really go a bit deeper and, and ask um, okay this is this is something I'm struggling with at the moment and I have this desire to have something else but what is it actually what I really want um, you know because especially when we we just rush through our day we often just stay at the surface of those type of questions or we, we just don't even ask ourselves ourselves um, so it's really powerful to just sit down for a moment or as I said, write it down and, and really look at um, what what is it that I really want. And um, a specific exercise for that is, it's called like the important questions exercise. And you kind of like make three columns of um, things you, you want to experience, um, the skills you, you want to have to have those experiences, and eventually what is the impact you want to make in the world. So it's kind of like it follows from experiences to, to skills and the growth you need for that. And then eventually, okay, what is it that I want to do with that? Is it, you know, to help others or, um, because we, we usually have this bigger purpose that we're sometimes not even aware of. So when you go through that type of exercise, you can really tune into, okay, these are the things I, I love to do these are the experiences I want to have in my life. And it, those can be like small things, but also really big things. And from there, you just look at the next column and you think about, okay, but if I want to have these experiences, what are the skills I need for that? Or, or what is like the growth I need to go through to, to be able to do those type of things? And then eventually the, in the last com column, you would write down everything that that those experiences will will give you and how you can actually help others with that as well um, to, to also look at this bigger purpose. As part of this podcast, I always love to ask our guests about their recommendations for the destination that we explore in each episode. 
I love them to add to my own bucket list and hopefully they help inspire your own future travels. For Virle, I love how she pointed out that for Australia, it's important first to make sure you have plenty of time and to be sure to explore not just the vibrant cities, but the nature that's there in Australia as well. But let's hear it straight from her. When someone is thinking about move, of moving to Australia or just traveling, I would really recommend to to spend as much time as you have there because first of all, it's it's a massive country, so it's not like you can just go on a vacation for two weeks and think you you can see everything because it's just impossible. It's it's huge, and besides that, there's so many beautiful places you can see. It's it's just if you travel all the way there you should really take advantage advantage and just make the most out of it. More like specific tips of places I've been to. Um, I also didn't have the chance to see everything, even though I spent three years there. But I've lived in Sydney and Melbourne, which are both beautiful cities to visit. If you're not just a city person and you feel like you want to explore nature as well, even around those two cities, it's, it's beautiful. You have beautiful beaches, uh, mountains, uh, wineries as well, close to Sydney. So you can, for example, do some day trips or really start, for example, in Sydney and just go from there on a road trip. And I guess road trips are the best way to explore the country because distances are are huge. It's, it's really so, so big. But the best way to really take it all in is, is just go on a road trip and take your time and just stop in as many places as possible. Of course, depends how much time you have and what you're interested in. Uh, but as I said, like you have beaches, you have mountains, you have the rainforest. There's so many different types of um, nature, but also activities you can do. Um, so for example, I, I'm a scuba diver and I love to dive. And uh, the Great Barrier Reef is one of the, the places in Australia, which is really popular for diving. Uh, but you could also go snorkeling there. I traveled along the east coast as well. So I did a road trip of a few weeks from the, the top uh, in the east coast, uh, which is called Cairns. That's where you have the rainforest. And then you can drive all the way down to Brisbane and Sydney and just have as many stops as you want in between. Perhaps you have heard of the Whit Sundays. That's a really beautiful place uh, where the beaches are just incredibly wide. The sea is crystal clear it's just one of those places where you feel like you're in paradise and yeah i can keep on talking about it on and on but those are just a few examples of, of uh, incredible places to visit just hire a boat or just a book a tour and and you don't even have to go far and then the great barrier reef is there already and um basically that's also where you have the Daintree Rainforest, that's uh, what it's called. And they basically say it's the place where the rainforest meet, meets the reef. So the rainforest literally goes into the sea and that's where, where you have the reef, um, if that makes sense. So you can explore the jungle, um, do hikes there, for example. You have to be careful though, because it's also an area where you can find crocodiles. So you have to figure out where you want to walk around and. You can't just, you know, lay down on every beach there because it can be dangerous. 
uh, which is definitely the case in in the rest of Queensland as well. It's um, kind of like the, the the state in Australia where you have the most dangerous animals, like the big spiders and the crocodiles and all of that. So that's also definitely a tip when you travel there: uh, prepare yourself, and no, you don't have to be overly scared. I, I I almost wanted to say, you know, because for example, before I went there, I was like, oh my god, and and you hear all the stories and you see those documentaries. And you're like, oh, there are like big spiders everywhere, you know. It's not like that. I actually haven't seen any. Uh, I've heard the stories though, but I just want to say like, you know, prepare yourself, know where you're going to and just make sure you don't walk around in nature everywhere if you're not supposed to, because it can be dangerous. You just have to know where to go. But yeah, it's it's incredibly beautiful. So if you have the chance, I would definitely recommend to, to visit the, what I just said, the rainforest and the reef and have this combined experience of the beautiful jungle and then the sea as well. And now it's time where we go deep. This is the segment of the show that's based on the Japanese five wise exercise, where I start by asking the guest about a destination they would like to visit next, and then explore why asking why multiple times to really get to a very deep level of motivation. So let's start and hear about Virle's destination. Oh, that's a hard question to be honest, because there's so many places I, I would still love to visit, but I feel like I kind of, you know, have postponed my plans because of the situation we're in right now, so that I don't want to get disappointed but I, I do have a lot of places I want to go to so let me just think about one um, to pick one for now <laughs> well one of the things that comes to mind is uh, Fiji because it was already on my bucket list while I was still living in Australia mm -hmm. and it, it's just this beautiful island that I would just love to visit to spend time in nature and also to do more diving <laughs> Okay, so I guess the first level of why to go to Fiji is to spend more time in nature and be able to do more diving. So why do you want to spend more time in nature and why do you want to do more diving? Yeah, I think um, diving for me is kind of like a meditation. It just really relaxes me to just be under the water and just hear nothing else than your breath and some bubbles and that's it and you just see all this beautiful fish and, and corals and it's just so relaxing to me it really feels like i'm in another world after this stressful year just spending so much time at home i really feel like i need something like that to have this experience of just immerse immersing myself underwater and, and just taking it all in and, and you kind of feel like weightless which makes it a very relaxing experience as well I, I love even your description of you, you described it as a made meditative experience but also it's not just like the kind of meditation of sitting cross-legged on a cushion I love the full sensory embodied way you described what this kind of meditation is like and then you talked about how it's important for relaxation so why do you want to seek out more relaxation well, as I just said, like, because it has been a very stressful year, but I also feel like when I'm at home, I get into sometimes this, this, sometimes this rush that I'm like, oh, I have to do so much. And then I basically don't 
sometimes don't take enough breaks for myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I go to a place like that, you really take a break. And especially when you dive, it's like there's nothing else. You're really in the present moment. And I think that's so important for me. And I think a lot of people can relate uh, right now after spending so much time at home and just being in your head a lot instead of, mm-hmm. yeah, just you, you kind of like lose this connection a bit with nature or with like your body and just spirit mind body connection kind of and i feel like experiences like that really helped me to really connect with myself better and and just be in the present moment take it all in and i feel more connected with all of those parts at the same time yeah say more than about this idea of being connected with yourself with your body with nature sometimes it as, as, at least that's that's my experience that I get too much in my in my head and then I'm, I'm kind of like just living too much in my head just like oh I have to do this 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 being busy busy and then at the end of the week I'm like okay now I need to slow down it's so powerful to actually find those moments every day that you're just that you just tune in with yourself and like okay just take a moment take a deep breath what's going on uh, what do you want to do and also just rest or or just do nothing at all for a few minutes of course when you go somewhere on a trip um, as i mentioned like with diving for example you have this experience but then you really go for it but it's actually also powerful to try to do like small things in your daily life which for example can be meditation but it it can also just be a nice walk in your neighborhood or just read a book or write something down you know like those small things can actually make a difference to get more connected as well that's beautiful and can you just say a little bit more about diving because honestly diving is something that i've never done so can i imagine many people in the audience that might be on their bucket list as well can you say more about what that experience is like you already started to describe how i think you said when you're diving like everything else kind of disappears it's like that that's all that's there you're just immersed in that experience tell us more what it's like for people who've never dove what's diving like yeah yeah that's a good question because i feel like how i just described it that's not something you probably will feel during your first dive to be honest because it can be a bit scary especially because you you have to breathe through your mouth all the time you're underwater you know it's it's just something different that you're not used to um, so I started diving when I was very young. I started, I did my first course when I was 14 and then I, I just did all of those those courses and got certified and, and then I actually started diving in, in different countries. But by that time I, I already felt pretty confident and, and safe and I knew like, you know, I, I knew what I was doing. So that helped me to relax and then the more I did it, I was like, okay, I, I know how to find my balance and I, I can really enjoy the experience without thinking too much about what's going on with all the equipment I'm wearing Mm -hmm. and carrying around so I feel like if it's if you've never dove before if it's your first time it can be a bit overwhelming to be honest so I think it's good to know that it's not always you know that beautiful as I just described because there's a lot of things you need to to get used to just to be on underwater and the breathing hearing your own breath can be a different experience for many people so it's it's good to know and of course it it helps to i mean i think it's a good idea to just practice in a pool first and if Mm -hmm. you have the chance to to get certified so that you really know what you're doing and if something happens that 
that you you know how to react so that you don't panic and and you feel safe and in control it really helps to have the best experience because at, unfortunately at many places they just put on some equipment and just drop you in the sea and then you know have fun mm-hmm. um, which of course it doesn't always go wrong or anything i don't want to be negative but it is it's a certain risk and it can also be just scary for you if you have no idea what you're doing or, or if you just depend on someone else so if you have the chance and you, and you really feel like diving is something that you need to do more often i would really recommend to to do a proper course so that you are prepared feel safe and, and know what you're doing and then you can actually really get into this mindset of enjoying the experience and really relaxing mm-hmm. under the water and just looking at the fish and the corals and just having this beautiful experience because once you get to that that mindset that state of mind it's it's so relaxing and so beautiful it just feels like you're in a completely different world there's no noise no music or people talking that's just the water your own breath and and the bubbles basically Honestly, that makes perfect sense to me. So my background in coaching is I'm really interested in psychology of flow. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, it's something we talk about on the show. That's exactly what flow is, is you're being immersed in the present moment. And one of the things we learned there is we have this idea of the challenge skills balance. And I think you're just giving a perfect description of what that is, that you have to be in the sweet spot, we say, of the challenge of the skills. Probably the first time you're diving, the challenge is overwhelming. So it's like you actually have to work to get the skills. And then once you have the skills, then that actually makes it possible to have this this beautiful experience you were describing. The interview is almost done. But I did ask Virle to tell us if there was anything else she wanted to share about her business and where you can find her if you want to connect and learn more. If anyone is interested to know more about that, uh, what I focus on is helping people who move to another country or who have moved already and are going through this transition, which can be also very challenging uh, because everything is new and it actually fits in perfectly what you just mentioned with like working through the challenges, getting the skills to to work through them and then actually really enjoying the experience. I think that that fits perfectly. So that's what I I focus on as a coach based on, you know, my own experiences living in, in different countries and also by working with experts for many years when I was uh, working in immigration, I just noticed how stressed people often are about the whole process because it, mm-hmm. it's just, it can be super overwhelming to move to a different country and there's so many things you need to think about. And I just coach people through the whole process so that it can actually be positive experience uh, without, oh, I, well, without stress is probably <laughs> a bit too positive, but <laughs> you know, at least as, as easy as possible and help them to focus on their well-being and, and self-care and all of that. So yeah, I just want to say if anyone is going through something like that or is interested to know more, uh, just feel free to connect with me. I'm mostly active on Instagram, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you can always check out my website as well, which is unpackbyfear.com. So it's just how you say unpack by, and then fear is V double uh, which is the first part of my name, .com, or just at in- uh, Instagram is just uh, at unpackbyfear. And yeah, I'm always happy to have a chat with someone to just, even if it's just to brainstorm and see how, how, you, how you're doing. That's, that's all good. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
This episode may be done, but you can always find more travel ideas and opportunities at Delve Travel. Just visit delvetravel.com. The adventure continues. Ask me why.